It is a Wednesday, almost a Tuesday, Wednesday edition of the Jack Michael Show. Love this group, our roundtable every day. Brad Anderson to my right, Derek Hansen in front of me as we get set for a busy Wednesday edition of the show. We got a little rivalry conversation uh, coming up shortly uh, here on the program today. A uh, tremendous inning last night in comeback for the Fargo-Moorhead Redhawks down three runs at one time, uh, down four runs, but down three in the bottom of the eighth inning. Found a way to put 11 men to the plate and score seven runs. I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, Brad, Derek, it is a and, – and, again, the zone got a little a little tighter there, Ooh, you know, really? and then you get a little – then you know, Chris Coast got ejected on a on a, uh, on a a call, which seemed to kind of spark a little bit. First of all, I think maybe saved a player perhaps of maybe getting ejected. Well, yeah. Managers will fall on the sword a few mm, times. That's exactly yeah. right, and uh, give Coaster credit because uh, you didn't want to lose a certain someone who – May have been a little chirpy on a previous at bat that may have hit the game winning double <laughs> you just heard right here and Homer last night. So credit to the uh, the team last night. That was that uh, uh, was fun. A little different than what the the Twins did against your boy Justin Verlander, fellas. Yeah, not a bad outing last night for JV. I uh, okay. I kind of went through bits and pieces. I kind of like I don't. Do I really want to invest two two and a half hours in watching this? And uh, I. Uh, I'm just bewildered with the with as many people in the dugout that the Twins have. You have a bench coach, you have a quality control guy. Yeah. You have there nobody knew nobody was counting nobody Visits no, nobody the, knew the rules. Yeah. Nobody it, knew the like rules. Went out for the little scrum or the whatever yeah. that was and yeah. and uh and uh turns out it's a visit and, and then you send your pitcher coach out and boom yeah. you got a pull up. Dick Bramer was on it. Atterbury made that point in the post game too. He's like, How do you how do you how does that happen? No. Oh. How do you not know or, or not be informed of that? Or, hey, what, what out? Wait, don't go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, Wheels or, are coming off a little bit, maybe. I yeah. think so. It's, uh, there's, it, it's, well, Buck put on the, what, 10 day? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's going to be longer than that. Yeah. And I, I just kind of get that feeling. I think when uh, when Rocco in the post game said, look, however, when he dropped, uh, however long it is, and Rocco's got a good, you know, not, it's a spin for the spin, but he's, he's articulate in a way. And he says, look, when we get him back, and if it's in a week, whatever his comment was, two weeks, if it's three weeks, you know, he just started adding weeks like they were candy, you know, two weeks, three, whatever it is, when we do get him back, hopefully he's back, uh, you know, healthy and 100% help us with. So, like, he finished strong on that, but, ooh, when you read between the lines and look between the lines, this this a patch that could get awfully tough, like we talked with Dick yesterday. May, by the time they play Cleveland, where are they going to be? Where are they going to be? Yeah, it's oh. uh, they might be under five hundred. I if, if things don't turn around, they got, here, a, they, it's a tough they got four in uh, four in the Bronx after um, after Labor Day. Yeah, that is good uh, luck. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> go oh get them. I got a question for the. Uh, this is the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. We are coming to you from the Gundersons Jewelers Studio. OMG! Oh my Gundersons, make it easy to say I do. With a custom-designed wedding ring, Gunderson's Uptown and Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. Our text club at 35270, and I asked this of Derek and, and Brad the other day off-air, and then Derek like quickly ripped off something, and Brad quickly ripped off something. But for you, uh, because we're going to talk a little paint bucket today, high schools or even colleges in the region, in your arrival, is there something you play for? And I'm curious across our region and, and what maybe we don't recall or don't remember or something that you've played for before that, that has been discontinued because maybe a, a co-op is broken up or something like that. Sure. 
Uh, what or we, added together. Or added together. <laughs> the rival, rivals now are together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you're just keeping the little brown axe <laughs> yeah. over there in the lobby. Th- kind of thinking about, uh, well, like a Milner, I think, and you know, I think Sergeant. Oh, yeah, I mean, Milner both, nor Sergeant, yeah, Sergeant those, County, and they're all together. Right. Yeah. Uh, they used to be fierce rivals. Uh, yes. <laughs> we don't. I didn't play. In a, growing up in Williston, I don't think we played, and our rival was Minot, you know, very close to Magi and, you know, Bismarck and mm-hmm. Century and Dickinson. Those were all part of the WDA, still are. And we didn't play for any, I don't think. I, I don't think. Maybe back in the day of Phil Jackson and Williston, maybe he did. I don't know. But in football, we didn't, I don't think, played. And as I asked that, I could be well wrong. Uh, but Derek, you brought up, uh, and, and Brad, you brought up something. What off the top of your head in the region? What what came to your mind? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. I know football, Lisbon and Central Cass. Uh, they started it a few years ago, and I don't know if it's really gained a lot of traction. But I think it's the the Titan Trophy, Titan Machine. That's right, Titan Trophy. Okay. The 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 one that for basketball, Lisbon and Enderland still play for the goat, Red Knob the goat. Hmm. Really? Yes. Look at that. And I, they have like a they they now have one for the girls game, but the boys one has been around forever. So that's the question: uh, Does your school or did your school play for anything of an object? Um, it's huge in the Big Ten, obviously. It's just and, and many colleges. Well, like golfers have like four. Of Every them. <laughs> they have like three big ones. They well, got, doesn't the Concordia don't don't Concordia and Saint Olaf still play for the Troll? The Troll that was featured oh. on Game Day. Yes, it was. That was the ugliest looking thing, but it got. I thought Jim Sella was good. He, <laughs> he thought he won the lottery. The way he acted. <laughs> Just say Sella. It was. Jim, it was Jim good Sella's guy. 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jim's a great human being. Yeah. He is. Oh man, I love that guy. Um, SID over there, by the way. Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's awesome. So yeah, did your school or does your school play for anything? I'm curious, and we're curious today on the show because we're going to be talking a little little paint bucket. Oh, I know another one too. I don't what know. What you got? Basketball. I think it's Oaks and Ellendale have the cowbell game. Oh, really? The cowbell yeah, game. The cowbell. Is it a traveling thing? I think so. I believe so. They, it's usually games right. usually right around Christmas. Time, I can see Barnesville right. doing that, train, playing for well, something. Well, they got Holly with uh, what, what was about six years old now. I think after yeah. the passing of the great Lee Eklund. And, oh. and, yeah, it's uh, been at least five. Lee's, Lee's paddle. Yeah, I can. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. I can the battle remember, for Lee's paddle. Yeah, I can remember the talking to Peter Nats right before I think yeah. we did that game a few years ago, and, and and I think we spent five minutes talking about Lee. But mm-hmm. I called games at the University of Mary for half a dozen years. They finally uh, uh, had something with the Dragons, you, as you mentioned, Paddle, and it's still going on today. It is called the Battle for the Paddle. And the thing is is that at, at Minnesota State Morehead now on the red and uh, and uh, Mary on the Missouri, so it was the whole river, two schools close to the river, and they just, invented, you know, let's play for the Paddle, Battle for the Paddle. So I know that, that you, Mary, and the Dragons – Play for the battle. Science and Botno used to play for the Lumbercat Trophy. It the was a lum- it was a piece of basically a piece of lumber that they 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 dolled up a little bit. And Please put, tell me this doesn't get gory. No, it doesn't. Okay. It, well, and since Botno dropped football a few years ago, they don't. I, I they don't have it. I think so. I don't know if Science still has it or not. But yeah, they played for the Lumbercat Trophy, but that was short lived. On top of that question today at three five two seven zero, if you want to chime in and and maybe we're missing something over here. Invent some two schools that should play for something, and what would that be? So on top of that, let your mind go a little bit. Well, not too far, but what what two schools should play for? Like Cheyenne and West Fargo should play for something, right? And I guess we've added kind of Horace into that mix going in there, but, but what would that be? You know, Fargo North and Fargo South over the years – 
probably should play for something, correct? But what would that be? And now maybe Davies and Shanley with their approximation. 25th Street. Make, yeah. you know, like, like the, so on top of if, if you don't, uh, just food for thought today, what two schools should play for something because of their long tenured against each other or the rivals that they have they have uh, built up. Who's Thompson's biggest rivalry? Probably eight, probably like, HCV. Hillsborough Central Valley. And we've got a HCV uh, Kindred game going up Friday, but mm-hmm. yeah. And you mentioned Kindred and Central Cass got a little something there. Uh, I don't, they don't play for a trophy. I think but they don't just, play for anything. They just don't, and they should. Like Northern Cass and Central Cass should actually have, should play for something. Well, they could. Central, but what would it Central be? Central Cass has a lot of rivals, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kindred's at the top. Northern Cass is almost like the kid brother sometimes, but uh, maybe Central Cass, Northern Cass can play for the Squirrel Cat. Ooh, there yeah. you go. That is a good point. I the mean, squirrel. when you look at that whole area, Kindred, Oak Grove, Central Cass, Northern Cass—that's a pretty good four-prong deal there. Mm-hmm. That, uh, oh yeah, of, of hate. This was a, this <laughs> the four prongs of yeah, hate. You know, <laughs> you it, it throw inspire little... rivalries. I mean, it's not to drive a wedge between, but to to raise up the spirit within a rival. Right? We need a little bit of that injection. I would say region two. You got. I would say between Mayport, maybe uh, Mayport, CG, Hillsboro, Thompson, and I'd throw a hat in Northwood just the proximity. Well, like in there Derek too. mentioned with the Gophers, why can't they all have rivalry uh, things amongst themselves? They you could know, if like they, they wanted. Sure. Uh, so anyway, food for thought today on a, on a, on a MSUM TV. and my Bemidji State Beavers play for a battle axe too. That's it. Yep. There's, so mean, the Dragons have a couple. They got the battle for the paddle with the with Mary and, and the battle axe with Bemidji State. Like the Gophers, they got the axe with Wisconsin. Oh, jug- they have the fo- pig with with Floyd, the uh, pig of Rosedale yep, with uh, Iowa. Iowa, and then they got the little brown, brown jug. jug with Michigan. Then they started something goofy with Penn State, some right. bell or something a long time ago. And I don't think you can just. I, I suppose you can make it up. I guess we're asking you to in some aspects today. Well, the, well South Dakota State Indians, you yeah, made it up. Yeah, the marker. The Dakota marker. Yeah. They've, yeah. I mean, the nickel obviously was huge for many, many right, years. Many with a lot years. of, And now the marker. Yeah. Is it weird? I mean, can we not make a new nickel with like a, a hawk head and a bison Something? head on the other side? <laughs> Something. That, now that they're in the same division again? I mean, <laughs> why are we not doing this? Something, you know, plus this year, playing at the, the final game of the uh, the regular season yes. this year. Now that's sweet. That's, that's, yep. that's, that's how take, it was in the old NCC days. That's yeah, the that, way it should be, yes. yes that, well, they stopped that, though, like in the early 90s when the rivalry was really good because I think they were afraid sometimes they played back-to-back weeks. And that, that happened twice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. So they, they kind of went away from that a little bit. So it's uh, – but I think knowing that wouldn't happen in the FCS, I think they should end the season – Every year like this. Len Dawson passed away, and uh, and for many Viking fans out there, certainly remember Lenny Dawson, for those that don't. I guess when Len Dawson, you know, you look at that, and when we talk about Super Bowl Four, and Brad and Derek were discussing this right before we got on the air today on the show, Vikings pretty heavily favored in that particular game. That's an game. understatement, yep. yeah. Pretty heavily favored in that, in that game. And Len Dawson, if you look at the footage and Hank Stram, I mean, hearing – that sideline, I'm tricking it out of here, Lenny. There you go, Lenny. You marked it good. You marked, that's a terrible. The, the sound bites alone on NFL films from Hank are worth the entire thing. But would you say that Len Dawson and and the way he quarterbacked would almost be in today's game fit accuracy? Could throw on the run, could go right, could go left. Pretty smart quarterback, yeah. you know, kind of every now and then a little jump throw like we see sometimes with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not comparing those two, even though we're talking about Chiefs in here. But, but right, I mean, Lenny Lenny, uh, Lenny was a ball player. That was supposed to be the innovative offense of the 70s Yeah, that year. 
And and at the time, it probably was. Yeah, he was elusive enough to you know, vo- avoid the purple people eaters, and that was good enough to <laughs> right. you know, win them a Super Bowl, and obviously a little run game behind that too. But the curious thing when you look at Super Bowl four and the Chiefs defeating the Vikings twenty three to seven, they would not win nor be in another one until twenty nineteen. Kansas City, isn't that mm-hmm. something? Think about that. I still, uh, I don't know if you follow, if you do a lot on Twitter, but Super 70 Sports, I would encourage you to look. It's a little profane, but it's really good. And there's the legendary picture of Lenny Dawson at the half of the first Super Bowl, the Coliseum, where he's smoking a smoke, heater smoke. and having a fresca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just don't see that anymore. The, you know, the Jim Leyland cuts. You boy, know, the, boy the times, Lenny Dawson. Boy times have changed. Uh, haven't they? You know, the, the, <laughs> Derek, you had met Len Dawson. Yeah, I was at uh, I, one of my favorite things to do. You know, while all my friends were going to Wee Fest and you know waking up in humid weather, all hungover and stuff, <laughs> right. I would go down because almost every weekend during that weekend was the Chiefs taking on the Vikings in scrimmages down at either Mankato or River Falls, and I kind of enjoyed the River Falls experience myself because it was a little less hectic. And um, yeah, I went down there and. Uh, he was just on the sidelines, and I just interviewed him underneath the goalpost wow. for a little bit. And if I if I could find that tape, now you know, that's 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 that's. Yeah, uh, I have oh, no idea where that, that is right now, but uh, he was really good and didn't really get into much Vikings talk. He was just kind of talking about the Chiefs at the time, but you know, of course, he made a name for himself with the Inside the NFL on HBO. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, well, I, we forget about the he broadcast was a good broadcaster yeah. too. So that was. He was kind of the host, the staple of that, and he made that transition on, really well. Yeah, he was very good on that show. Yep. That was a that was a legendary him and Nick Bonaconti, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of good shows. And if you remember the uh, this famous clip, Derek will vaguely remember this probably the miracle at the Met. Right, and Charlie Jones were on the call of this one. It was the the, the wow. pass to Ahmad Rashad, and it was yeah. Charlie Jones and Len Dawson. Well, and the, the thing call. with that nice game call. is I didn't get to actually catch that call because I'll never forget where I was. I was like in third grade, and we were driving into – we had a Christmas concert at our church. It was like at 4 o'clock. So for where we lived on our farm, so we had to go in early. And so we were listening to it on the radio, and I'll never forget – the, this truck next to us is boun- the guy in the passenger seat is bouncing up and down cheering, and we're all cheering because we we're lis- all listening to it at the same time. So I, I heard the radio call of it at the time. Good, uh, nice footage right there. Isn't that I, great? The, I, yep, the miracle at the Met. And, yeah, he was, that, on, he was on the call, that one. That was the first miracle before the Stefan Diggs. The Correct, miracle, yes. miracle. I'm getting more uh, you guys are right, so I'm, my phone is blowing up here. A big shout-out to the man I just referred to as the Uke. Uh, so he says, Oaks and Ellendale cowbell game. My boy Tommy D, Oaks and Ellendale cowbell game. Boom. Yeah. So there's a, that's a, that's obviously when you goes, Williston and Sydney. <laughs> I went, well, you know, every now and then we have a non-conference game against Sydney, Montana. We didn't really have anything. That have been the battle for the the mint bar back then over at, the, at that over there. Uh, Coach Mack coming up. Uh, what time we got to Coach Mack today? Uh, soon here is. Oh, so we'll let's break call. and come yes. back and talk pain puck. Yes, absolutely. We'll do that. It's a busy Wednesday edition. We'll take more of your, uh, you know, if you don't have a battle, what would it be and what way, you know, what teams would be that? We'll take that too. Busy Wednesday, Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, uh, Brad Anderson on 740 The Fan. 
Yeah, we knew the summer was kind of winding down. Brad, you've already broken the tape on a, on a broadcast this year of high school football. Last week, we got college football in the front window. High schools will all start really kicking into gear, and uh, you can feel it. You can feel it. I think uh, temperatures have something to do with that, too, and those temps get in the 70s, I right? Think, well, I had the teaser last week. To me, it's it's football season when it's Friday night, Saturday afternoon. That's that's the full gamut, and that's got... I, that's what I got this week with uh, with uh, with our game Friday here with Kindred and HGV, and then now uh, with the Wildcats. That's uh, right, they got James Towns and uh, JV and the UJJV on Saturday. So. Uh, we've been talking today about you know playing for something, you know history, rivalries, you know uh, you know whether it be high school or college, and when you've uh, when you've done it 123 times or 122 previous times, I would say that's a pretty good. Uh, Rivalry and longstanding. We're talking about the paint bucket game. Valley City State hitting the road coming up uh, tomorrow and uh, taking on Jamestown. They're separated, you know, by a, by a half an hour and less. Brad, I've seen you drive thirteen minutes. No, I'm just kidding, not that. Coach Mack joining us today, Dennis McCulloch from uh, Valley City State, and uh, and Coach, this is uh, uh, obviously you've been out there working out and get the guys ready, but uh, you can feel it, right? It's culminating starting tomorrow, right, Coach? Oh. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. It's uh, the uh, the time is here. We've been it's been a long it's been a long time to get to here. I think sometimes we we miss you know we started talking about it in January when our all of our guys come back and you start this 2022. You know this is our 2022 football season and and our football team and you know we 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 circle this game and this is kind of drives us in the off season to to this is why we're doing a lot of this work and the things that we're doing to prepare for this moment and um you know our guys can't wait to get to this you know to get to that evening to to do this it's amazing that and and this traveling series uh step the same year Roger Maris was chasing Babe Ruth by the way <laughs> think of putting the things in perspective so it means something does it mean something to the, to the fact that that there's a, a conversation with the team here's what it means this is this rivalry how deep do you get into that with the with the guys yeah absolutely i mean you, you every year we're we're going to talk about you know um you know why what why is it important and um why is there so much interest in in this game and uh you know playing for the paint bucket and what that means and um you know, it it is. I think it's important to share the history uh, with our new guys, and they understand it. Um, and I think you know, it's just like when I showed up 28 years ago. I, I didn't, you know, I was at Northern State. We always thought we had rivalries. We kind of named Morehead State or University of Morris, and at the time, and <laughs> and, and when I I showed up here, and they, and the Jamestown piece just changed my whole dynamics of what a rivalry was and the intensity of it, and you know, how much people care about it and how big a deal it is. And to the communities, to the campuses, to our alumni, it's just, a, it's a lot different. It's not, it's, you know, it's such a tradition now. It's, you know, a lot of unspoken things that just people understand it. They've been involved with it. They they understand how important the game is. So it's a unique experience and we do talk about it. And I, I think it's a, you know, it's a great thing for our kids to be involved with. I always wondered when, when Jamestown made the move to the G-Pack, if this would affect this game at all, but it doesn't sound like it has a bit. Yeah, it 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 has, and it probably added to it. Um, you know, um, I, you know. Sometimes it's like they move. We had to move it early because they their schedule's full in the G Pack, so there's only one game that they could give. Um, and I'm glad they chose to continue the to play the game after they moved out of our conference. 
Um, but I, I think it's definitely added to the to the presence of you know uh, they left the the North Star and and moved to the G Pack and and uh, now you know now we had a place that came early in the season, uh, the first game and. You know, uh, I think we both would like more time to prepare. Uh, you know, to see each other play and actually what it's going to. But uh, the uniqueness of that's your first game. You know, uh, the focus during the off season can be there. I think that's a positive. I was sitting uh, uh, Monday night uh, with uh, with Coach Bubba Schweigert in Grand Forks and Tommy Dodge, my broadcast partner, Mike Berg, and and you can appreciate all those names as they do you, Coach Mack. Coach Mack joining us from Valley City State today. And uh, so Bubba, I said, I think we're having Coach Mack on this week uh, to talk about the paint bucket game. And Bubba immediately gets, starts going into just great paint bucket stories. Yeah. I'm thinking half of them you could probably tell, half of them probably, you know, if it best yep. left not told on that. Uh, but there, there's that. I don't. And you please share if you have any. But like, like stuff that, that involves spray paint and garden tools, and you know, that's. But you know what? Darn it! That that's that's what it's about, isn't it, Mac? And that's part of the fun you know, too. Within legal rhymes, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny is when I was at Northern, we came up to play Valley City State. There was a UJ burned into the field, so I mean you, they they still were trying to get it out of the. <laughs> That's the one field. of Bubba's stories. That's yeah. exactly right. So we we came up here and they were still like you could see it like it had been burned in, you know. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was a gas thing. I guess gas has an, a major effect on grass, and it's hard to grow it back. And so people want to know us, you know. But I think. You know, part of that was why they started the paint bucket because there was so much of that happening before the paint bucket was the the trophy was added to it. They wanted to kind of eliminate the graffiti things and those sure. kinds of things that were happening. Uh, the president's kind of got in board. Let's say have a little bit more sportsmanship here and our fans and control. And um, I think that's moderated probably over the years since I've been here. Uh, you know, the, that that piece of it. But our fans, it's still an intense rival, and that, you know, those everybody gets into it. And that that uh, to me, that's the great thing about the game and you know you you brought up coach dosh so our hundredth you know meeting uh is over in valley city and and you know we had to at the end of the game we have to make a two-minute drive um to win the game and and uh you know it's the last play of the game and we throw a, a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone and you know of course, we see it as a, a touchdown, sure. uh, and we won the game. The refs raised their hand, and Coach Dosh saw us dropping that ball. Uh, so when you ask him, you can ask him about that memory for him because he was he wanted to approach. He was trying to get a review to see if we couldn't get video review after the game was over. It, it was yeah. a pretty exciting moment, but that was a very. I mean, there was a lot of special moments like that. And what's great is you just the the, the crowd that comes out. You know, it's great small college football. I mean, it is just great. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have 3,000 people here. And, and you know, uh, last year we had, you know, we were the first game of the year. We had 30,000 hits on on the, you know, our site, on the website, you know, that people tuning in to watch the game. Um, I mean, that, it's just an attention piece that you can't, you know, we can't get, um, you know, except for this game. And that's a, that's a great thing. Well, for you, it's going to be a little bit different. Jalen Pfeiffer graduated. He was for five years, seemed like a lot longer at quarterback. And uh, you got a youngster out of, uh, out of Northwood's going to take uh, take the helmet QB on uh, Thursday night. 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we, we were trying to get Jalen to change his name and stay a little longer, get a doctorate program here or something. Uh, but uh, it is, it's hard to lose Jalen Pfeiffer and the leadership and the things that he brought. And we know it's, you know, you're not replacing that experience and the things that he had when you're when you're here for five years and you, you know you've been through a lot of tough and you know tough games and and done all those things. You have a lot of experience, and and so we know that's not going to happen. But um, you know, we're we're excited about Avery Thorsgaard and and uh, you know taking over the helm. He brings a lot of similar leadership qualities. Great person, um, you know, a very talented athlete. Um, you know. He probably doesn't have the same arm talent when people watch him as you if you'd compare him and Jalen. I, I compare him to Case Keenum, and sometimes I know people get queasy about that sure. comparison. But I, I, when I watch Case Keenum playing for the Vikings, they still went to the playoffs. He still managed and did a lot of really good things, even though he didn't have great arms. He just had to figure out a different way to do things, and that's that's what's going to happen. And and we'll we'll see where where Avery's at, and and uh, you know his first game is Jamestown. That's a there's a little bit of pressure in that piece, and we'll see how he can handle all those things. And um, we're we're excited to to see how it works out. Coach Mag joining us, Dennis McCulloch joining us today, head coach Valley City State, and because this signal on the fan re- reaches everywhere, now my now you've got my phone blown up. So I've got a gentleman rhyming in today, texting me. Uh, name rhymes with uh, Park Mookstead. He says, <laughs> says he goes. It was a catch. I was there in the end zone, Tom. I was in the end zone, Dodge. Now I'm sure I'm going to get text now from Tom. Yeah, this is outstanding. Uh, So will it feel like a road game? Let's talk about uh, the other particulars, too. You know, the travel, you know, Vikings fans. And then on top of that, Coach, you know, how many uh, players that have, you know, ND or SD or or MN behind their names from the states in which they're in as far as uh, the local flavor also? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, we – we take great pride in you know that that you know sixty percent of our roster is still going to be area kids, and that's extremely important to us because that's the people that show up to the stands and fill your stands are area people and area interest. I mean that that's a, that that's been extremely important to us over our years here, and and uh, you know uh, Coach Warner and myself being here for now starting our twenty ninth year. I mean it's just like I don't I wouldn't want to be. Uh, coaching without that balance, it's extremely important to us, and we've been very lucky to, to land good area guys that's, that they can play for us and get on the field, and um, it's that's that's been very important. So yeah, that, you know, having having this game where where people can come over and easy drive to get to it and and to be able to be involved is a great thing. And um, you know, I, I when just like last year, if you came to the game, I mean, the the, the you know stands are packed on both sides the sidelines are packed around the stadium you know you're going to have a lot of people that easy drive over lots of interest so that, that's a fun part of the game and um you know we'll go over there and we'll have a lot of our fans are in the stands so i mean that that's going to be positive in in a, in this game but it, it'll be a little different we haven't driven over there for a while so no. you know it's we we missed the game during COVID year and then it, we had the home game prior to that so it's you know, one of Dustin Kozowski, who's a senior this year, he hadn't played there yet. He hasn't been on that field, so this is his fourth year. So um, it'll be unique, and they've they've changed, made changes, and they have turf now, and they'll put lights up, and that'll be a lot different than, you know, they've ever had it. So uh, I, I think it's going to feel a little different to our guys, and, and that experience will be unique, and we'll see how we handle the, all those pieces. So it, it's it's a new, you know, any year, new year, 
until you get out there and actually see your guys and how they handle adversity and how they handle the, all the things that are going to go on in this environment, you, you, it's a great unknown. You know, you're going to have some guys that, you know, they practice and they've done all this stuff for, you know, four weeks and, and we've got this point, but you'll, they'll show up on Thursday night and you don't even recognize anything they're doing because they're just, you know, they, they're, they're all in the excitement of the game and all of a sudden they're doing things they've never seen before. And, and it's just a part of not that experience and understanding. You can't let it get too big for you and the moment get too big for you. And you just got to play within the, you know, believe in your skills and the things you have. So we'll see how we handle all that. That'll be interesting. Brad, I know you probably got one for Mac here yep. in a second, but to put, to put an end to the whole catcher non See what you started, Mac? Says, uh, so Dosh chimes in and says, the receiver didn't have possession in the end zone, but the official called it a catch. So it was a, so it was a catch. <laughs> that thanks for starting That's this. That's all that mattered, yeah. Hey. That's probably about the only thing. Tom's beat me a lot. He, when he was here, he did a great job at the University of Jamestown. So I uh, like. There's only a couple of one ups I got on yeah, him. Right. So he can give bring him a that. lot of one ups yeah. on me. So come on, Tom, give him. The, yeah. That's the one I got. So I, that's the one. Since I got the radio mic right now, I'm I'm using it. Uh, you mentioned your defense too. And you got a lot of experience back there. And you mentioned Dusty Kosowski, a Maple Valley kid, and then you had a local kid in Riley Gerhardt that really yep. uh, has stepped up on the front line for you and uh, an All American last year at, uh, for yeah. the Vikings. Absolutely, Riley Gerhardt's going to be noticed. Uh, you know, he's 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 done a great job. Started since he's a freshman, third year now in our program, and uh, he's a special young man on the outside, defensive end for us. And his effort when you see play one to play sixty, the last play of the game, he's going to look the same. He's going to give it to you every time, and that that's that's unique and it's hard. Uh, it takes a lot of effort to to get yourself in shape where you can play at that t- intensity level. Um, and the offensive linemen don't really like that. You kind of hope this kid's going to give up on, on at some point in time and not go as hard. But we're, we're lucky to have Riley and what he's done and how he's prepared himself. But he's, you know, we expect a lot out of him. And, and you know, we do have a good core. Our, our All three of our linebackers are back, and they're all very talented, high-level guys uh, from Dustin Gonzalez, he's Salavila, and, and Jahidi West. I mean, those three guys are, are very, very talented. You know, I see him as a first-team all-conference guy. So, you know, defensively, we'll still have some really positive – pieces we're missing Marshawn Jones who's our three technique and if you play a four-man front uh, yeah. everybody knows how important those inside guys are and Marshawn created a lot of havoc you know without us doing anything he just he, he was very talented and so we'll miss that that'll be you know can we how we're going to make up for that production a little bit is going to be is going to be the question mark and we'll find out we'll let Maga going here Valley City pick to uh, finish second the North Star I'm sure your polls probably don't mean much to you coach and you're also receiving votes in the top 25 NAI poll. I have in my conversation with Sean Johnson over the years. Now Sean has moved on from Jamestown, but I've I've seen some of the new facilities at Jamestown, but haven't uh, been on the field at at, at Raleigh Greeno Field there. But but really nice, right, Coach? I mean, oh really- yeah, they've they've done a really nice job over there. They've improved a lot of their facilities. Their the new stadium that they did with the high school is. I, I, they did a really nice job with it. Is. Um, it's a unique and special environment for them, and that's uh, it's been great for them. Uh, really, a positive for their community, and um, yeah, I, you know, it'll be a fun place to go play. Uh, like I said, they've done a really nice job. What time is this? Seven o'clock kickoff? Is that what we got seven o'clock? Seven p.m. The hours are counting. Ah, uh, what? Uh, what's what's at Valley City State? What is it like? A, like a chicken dish at noon? 
<laughs> uh, some Gatorade around four, and then yeah. what? I'm, I'm not yep. sure. <laughs> we actually we, we eat uh, chicken about two o'clock okay. actually. So you try to get that four hours and prior to the game, so they still have something in the you know there, and then the, you know you bring those absolutely bring some Gatorades along, and and those pieces uh, have something to snack on in between, so you, you get the energy level up. So yeah, good stuff. That, that's fun, and really a lot of eyes on this one because uh, for all of us, we're all part of this because it kind of gets our juices flowing too absolutely. for college football. So that's that's fantastic. Go out and have fun, Mac. Won't be the last time we chat with you, obviously on the, on the air but uh good stuff today and you can text dosh now and you can and <laughs> <laughs> they've all come to agreement and the last text i saw was great rivalry fun to be part of it small college absolutely. football is best that's that's it right absolutely we're we are very lucky feel very lucky to have this game so we appreciate the coverage jack thank you hey you got it thanks coach Bye. Dennis McCulloch joining us today on the program. Nice get, Brad. Thanks for getting that lined up today. And that's what it's about right there. You're hearing the voice, and you're just sparking you're sparking people around the region, getting all fired up with the paint bucket. And I'm glad you asked the question because that was the really the thought. When, when, when a team with these long rivalries, mm-hmm. and they split it. We've seen it at the division, you know, one level, two level, and AIA level. Do you lose? And if so, how much do you lose? Yeah. And the fact that Coach Mack said, you know what? If anything, it's it's almost enticed it even more, right? Well, that's great because, I mean, I, I know how much, and we talked about it the other day, I know how much I missed the Coppers-Dragons game. I right. missed the Power Bowl. And it, it wasn't that they didn't want to play it, it just the circumstances, you know, scheduling and such didn't allow for that to happen. And, you know, we, did, we didn't have NDSU-UND for a long time. And maybe that, you know, right. maybe you got to get a little fuel back in, in that rivalry again, but uh, maybe that's where I think the uh, the Dakota Marker game's kind of taken over a little bit there. But, uh, you know, the, you know, you, you can't, uh, you don't always want to repeat history sometimes, but you can't always forget about it either. I had uh, you know, three sisters that went to Jamestown and a lot of friends that went to Valley City State. So well, I have, uh, <laughs> yes, I have two parents that are NDSCS and VCSU. VCSU, yeah. Yes. So yeah. Dan Michaels, like we work with Dan every day, Derek and, and Brad. Dan, Dan gets that plug in for the Vikings as much as he can. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> every day. Uh, on top of our, uh, you know, should uh, what high schools did you have anything and or colleges that you can remember that played for something, an object? Uh, I'm also curious today. I don't know why I'm just throwing out the Wednesday question today, but it might as well food for thought. Uh, if you married somebody from a rivalry school, uh, your parents went to the same? My wife is a dragon. Your wife is a dragon. And I'm a cobber. Oh, well, I guess we don't have to go farther <laughs> yeah, in this room. Exactly. And that, and that seems to have worked out fine. Uh, yes. We, we take shots at each other's <laughs> alma maters. She, she makes fun of the pond. Well, my aunt went to yeah. Concordia, and my uncle went to St. John's. Ooh, ooh that's a ooh. ooh. Yeah, so that was always interesting. Yeah. Wow. We don't have the dragons anymore, and we don't beat the Johnnies very often. Nobody <laughs> but nobody from, But still nobody from Warroad married someone from Rozo. Is that correct? Oh, it's happened. Oh, that's it, happened, it can, too? It can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I know it's legal, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my cousin. <laughs> Cousin told the story. I might have said this in the air before, but he he told the story when he was in high school because he he played. He was from from Rozo, that a gal was dating a kid from Warroad, and she had his letter jacket and put it in her locker and came back full of diesel f- fuel. fuel all over it. <laughs> so, and I don't know if that's just an urban legend or. You but know, it's a good that, one if it is. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah it's, it's as far as you. That's yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, did. Breckenridge and Wapaton, when they open up the season, did they play for something or just? That's a great question. I don't recall because that was a fun game to start. Oh, I know. They always played it at Science. Yeah. So they had the 
or I th- I think yeah they always played it at Science if I remember right because yeah. well, just just because they just had to tear up the field a little bit more <laughs> for the rest because it season. doesn't get chewed up enough right in the exactly oh, here's where you miss yeah. a colleague of ours if we could send a, a phone out to, to, GR? to GR right now because you know he would have a story I don't think they did but I guess I someone out there listening there's got to be somebody in the Southern Valley that would know that's listening that would know because. That was a, you know, those are some of the things that you miss. You know, it's too bad Moorhead can't play more in North Dakota schools. You know, they would be yeah. yep. a much better drive to, to go across the river than oh. to have to go to Wilmer and Brainerd all the time. Yeah, the St. Cloud and, and Bemidji. Yeah. You play for a boot? Well, I guess Wapiton doesn't fit the Cowboys. Do. I mean, you could play for a, mainly anything around yeah. there. So. Yeah. yeah, technically, you could just put an Maybe object a sugar out beet there or something. So, <laughs> so you can see the plant right from there. Yep. The, the potato day. You yeah. know, potato days in Barnesville coming up when? This weekend? It this is. Weekend. Friday yeah. and oh, Saturday. World of Outlaws this weekend. Mm-hmm. Potato days in Barnesville this mm-hmm. weekend. The paint bucket game Saturday. You've got a football game Friday and Saturday, Brad. Yep. The Red Hawks yep. are home this weekend. And tonight and tomorrow afternoon, holy cow, let's take a quick time out. We'll come back with more. It's a busy Wednesday. Jack Michael Show at 740 The Fan. My old morning partner when I did rock radio, Tina Renee, the great Tina Renee, now heads up what, Derek, the Minnesota Broadcasters, whatever she... I think you are correct. The MBS, the Minnesota yes. Broadcasters Association. Like a sister uh, spent years. She bought me for my birthday one year the movie The Jerk. With uh, Navin R. Johnson, you are somebody. Steve Martin. You are Steve somebody, Martin. and he gets the he gets his name, and his the new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. Is a Derek in the during the break is looking, and it's almost like the new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. The baseball schedule, or at least the team, so I'm to looking speak. Looking at it right now. Are you looking at it for the I Twins? Am. We're off right now. That March game at home. Tell me that's going to be. No, you, please tell me. No, they're at oh, Kansas. It's at uh, Kaufman. Okay. Yep. Because that feels like about a 25 degree game. April 6th is the home opener 2023 against the Astros. Man, Man. this is a quirky schedule with playing everyone, though. Yeah. Is uh, is uh, Carlos Correa on that team? Does it say that too with the schedule? I, I doubt it, but. No. I don't know. I <laughs> what do you think? I don't. I, I'm not because there's a lot of good shortstops that are going to be on the market this year, and I just don't know if there's. There's going to be the money. Now, he may opt out and maybe re-sign, but uh, he's saying all the right things, but I would say it's, I'll say 40-60 that he's back next year. Hindsight is always, you know, absolutely 20-20, fellas. And, and uh, Derek, you have been well-versed on that they may have gone a little too anxious on the uh, the, the trade with the Rodgers deal and Paddock coming over and Emilio Pagan and Paddock getting injuries. And I know we've, we've talked about that before. But hindsight 2020, uh, with the moves that they did make that seemed pretty cool there for a while, pretty good, pretty productive for a while for the Minnesota Twins. And now here we sit, and uh, we're almost staring the the September in the face. Um, Do we use underachieve? Do we use a force of this out of their control, like we talked about with some COVID years and injury years? Do we say uh, certainly not? overachieved per se where are we at right now with with minnesota well the tough part i think we talked about this you know what in late june when they probably should have been 10 games at cleveland because they let so many games get away with the bullpen that if you had said that they're what four games ahead of cleveland late june you'd have been happy with it right i think so i think so Mm -hmm. and so being in the race i think we'd have been happy when we were talking about when the twins were in fort myers 
But knowing that so many games got away and they've blown so many games and not being able to get runs now that they've done and made some moves to bolster the pitching staff both in the bullpen and in the starting rotation, it feels like with what we were able to see that they blew so many games that they are underachieving, even though they probably surpassed expectations going into the season because the rotation wasn't really all that good coming You in. lost your pitch, and Provost and I chatted about this a few weeks ago, and I and, and there's something to it, but maybe not everything to it, but there is something to it. As Corey talked, we talked about in baseball this week, you lose your pitching coach, you know, into the season. You can't say it had zero effect. There had to have been some effect just from the relationships that were built in with West. So, right, Brad? I mean, there, there's so, and, and I can't pinpoint the whole season on just that. Mm-hmm. But little things like that, the usage of the staff, the you know that relationship between, you know what I'm saying? And so there had there, there's some probably effect of that. There's some of that. I think I think lately it's just injuries. I mean, yeah. you, you don't have Kirilov, you don't have Royce Lewis, you don't have Larnick, you don't have. I mean, you're 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 trotting. Not to use Nick Gordon as a scapegoat, he's had a nice season, but he's not an everyday player. But you have to put him out there. And Kepler's underperformed, and Polanco has underperformed a little bit. And and you know, I think he kind of got what you expected out of Sanchez. And I think Rochelle was a nice pickup, and he's been solid. And I I hope they bring him back. But you know, I always do my over under uh, on social media, and I had I set it at seventy nine. Is that what you did? I I, I just. Just because there were so many pitching questions and there was right. a lot of un- and they you know they overhauled the roster in about two weeks, there was just a lot of uncertainty there, and then they overachieved honestly for two months, and they might end up they might end up at seventy nine when we, it's all said and done. We're based uh, the fan here based out of Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo, obviously, and and, and spread out throughout the region. But for those and, and Derek, you spent time. You were just at, at Vikings uh, uh, camp there. Yep. Uh, the um, you know something to hang your hat on for Minneapolis St. Paul because in the fall if uh, if the twins were doing well you know we could survive the gophers not making an impact from a collegiate standpoint of the Big 10 uh you were looking ahead to the Minnesota Vikings but again with the history of Minnesota and what there's always seemed to be some angst over there you know this would be the season if if Minnesota can make the twins could make a little bit of a run and make that interesting blending to a gophers team that I guess we'll have. I guess the jury. I mean, we'll see where we sit with that. But the, the optimism schedule. Is, I honestly, if they aren't, if they're not playing on New Year's Day, it would be pretty upsetting with the way things are sitting. Then right we'd now. be talking I about. Mean, we should be talking about them trying to. I mean, that game against Wisconsin should really mean something. Maybe the equivalent of what 2019 and the rain when they yep. started off the game with a big touchdown. I was at that game, and it looked like, hey, this is it. They're going to the Rose Bowl. I mean, literally, if they win the game, they go to the Rose Bowl. And the wheels came off in a quick hurry, and Jonathan Taylor ran all over him, and then they ran all over the Vikings yep. the next year. Yep. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's right. And, and now he's on every fantasy's first-round yep. draft pick on that. Text Club says uh, Breck Wap had no trophy. The winner got to control the Hardys on the main street Friday night, cruising <laughs> cruising uh, the main drag here. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Did you get the colored vests and you get the batons and the lighted uh, <laughs> right. things that are going on? Right. In and case you just joined us, we were asking if, if any of the local schools, high schools uh, certainly, played for anything. And uh, we've had a handful that have come in, uh, but uh, some that you think did maybe have it. I think what's going to happen is as fall, as summer turns to fall, like it is every year, it's it's every egg in the cautious basket 
of the Minnesota Vikings. That That's what it's going to be because uh, the Twins, hopefully the Twins make a push and make a run, but that big old engine called the, the purple out there again will consume oh, yeah. every bit of oxygen in the, in the room. But, uh, you know, yeah, we'll see how long before. I like it when the Twins, I like the feeling when Minnesota Twins are playing postseason baseball. Oh, it's you know? great. Yeah, it, it, it really is great. It, even the shortened season, you had some hopes against Houston in that 2020 year. But uh, but you well, had a chip, that, that, you know, as long as you get in there. I know the Red Hawks will be playing postseason baseball, fellas. And uh, tonight, uh, night game, Tyler Grower, Indiana State uh, product, and uh, now having a nice young uh, pro career that's going for him. And then tomorrow is the day game. So it's a 12-30 game tomorrow. So the it'll be one of those abbreviated shows tomorrow. Like twelve oh three to twelve ten. The open right into the open. <laughs> it's like bone on bone. We yeah. just ding ding right there on, on that. And then uh, Friday, of course, talking more twins with uh, with Corey as we head in towards the week. And as we mentioned, it's a busy week around the region, among other things. You know, we talked with Dennis McCulloch today, head coach of Valley City State. Good luck to both of those teams tomorrow night in the paint bucket uh, game. World of Outlaws coming to the Speedway this Saturday. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, Donnie Schatz and, and the crew, and it's the duel in the Dakotas. High school football will amp up, too, so all good. Twins tonight. Who's going tonight for Minnesota? Bundy? Yeah, yes. still in Bundy. Maybe they come back, and maybe you forget about the six innings of no-hit baseball Justin Verlander uh, threw last night. You can Unfortunately, catch... they get Valdez, who's you oh, know, oh, you know 2.7 ERA yeah, and 12 yeah. wins on the season. But... And tomorrow is another day. Which is I mean. sad that 12 wins in the season is like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> Common Man is coming up next at 740 The Fed.